Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Mark, chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. While you're turning there, let's proclaim the vision of Overcomers Christian Center. Ready? Begin. To empower the body of Christ to fulfill their God-given vision and to equip the body of Christ to become self-sufficient as was done in early church, according to Acts chapter 4 and verse. Notice in uh, the New King James Version Bible, Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. Now they came to Jericho as he went. Two key words in this particular text. The first one is lose. Lose means to become unable to find something or someone. Become unable to find something or someone. And of course, if you live long enough, you're probably going to lose something. So you know how it feels to lose something. It is becoming, it's more indicative when it, that particular, particular thing that you lost is valuable to you. It becomes more of a loss the more valuable it is to you. But restore means to bring back, to repair, to renovate. To bring back, to repair, to renovate. And one thing I thought about is this. When you renovate something, sometimes it's better off when you renovate it than when you first uh, got, before they first got started. When they renovate a house, when they renovate a particular building or something along that line, renovation can make things better than what it was before. Now, as believers, there are times when we may lose focus on building our faith. Focus is the center of our interest. We can lose focus. We can become distracted by things that are of little importance when it comes to our spiritual growth and development. I've been guilty of it. If I probably, and I pray I never do it again, but just in case I do, I understand that you can lose interest, excuse me, you can lose focus on building your faith. You can be in church and still lose focus on building your faith. You can lose, you can get, you can be taking care of something that is important. Remember when Jesus uh, stopped uh, this person that was going to bury somebody and he told him, let the dead bury the dead. They were doing something that was important, but Jesus said, this is more important. And so we have to go by what Jesus said when it comes to the scripture. We may, we may even come to church, bring God his tithes and his offering, sing his praise, etc. But our attention can shift more on what we do rather than who he is. Of course, who he is is Jesus. Who he is is our Savior. And I, I love the fact that he is our deliverer. He can deliver you from anything that's in your life. He is our Healer, God can heal any matter of sickness and disease that comes into our bodies. He is our restorer, and can't nobody restore you like Jesus. When you're broken, when you're down, when you're out, Jesus can restore you. He is our prosperity, and he teaches us how to profit. According to the book of Isaiah, he is our promise keeper. When, when the enemy comes in and tells you that God is not going to do something, Jesus is our promise keeper. You know, when you need to be, uh, when it comes to sickness, thank God he is our healer. When it comes to being broke down, he is our restorer. When it comes, amen, to being broke, he is our prosperity. When it comes to somebody breaking promises, Jesus is a promise keeper. And how many know he's a promise keeper, amen? He's kept promises time and time again in our lives. Now, in Mark 10 and 46, and let's look at the text. Now, they came to Jericho as he went out. Of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Tobias, sat by the road begging. Now, that first sentence is interesting to me. That they came to Jericho. Many philosophers and uh, commentaries believe that the disciples came to the city of Jericho. When they got to Jericho, they began uh, to preach or minister the gospel. And you notice what happened. They came in with approximately 12, including Jesus. But when they left, notice what they left with. They left with the disciples and a great multitude. So when they went in 
preaching the gospel, they, people start to follow Jesus as he ministered the gospel of Jesus Christ. When they were 12, came out with a great multitude. And, and there's something about the gospel. The gospel either uh, be draw you or to drive you. Hallelujah to God. So he, as he went out of Jericho with disciples, a great multitude, uh, with a great multitude, they, they left the city, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Tamias. He sat by the road begging. So remember now, Jesus and his 12, along with a great multitude, has, were leaving, was leaving the city of Jericho. And as they were leaving, there was a man on the side of the road and he was begging. What I find interesting about this, Mark took the time to get to know the man's name. Not only to get to know his name, he also knew something about his, his father, his family, I should say. Many times you read in scripture, they just mention a beggar's name, but they won't tell you who the beggar's name, what the beggar's name is. Evidently, this was important to Mark when he mentioned this particular story. And so, let me go a little bit further here. Jesus and the disciples were in the process of sharing the message of hope found in the good news of Jesus Christ. And you could tell that they were sharing the message of hope because a great multitude followed him. They were sharing the message of restoration, a feeling of expectation of a desired outcome. And this is what you need to know about desired outcome. They may have had an old outcome, but Jesus gave them a new outcome. Anytime you hear the message of Jesus Christ, it will take you from your old outcome to your new outcome. When we say better is here, better is coming, we, we, that's, listen, that thank God for the new outcome. They would have, they might have been fighting, excuse me, challenging their body, but Jesus said, by your stripes, I'm healed. They could have been going through a rough trial, but Jesus said, I can get you through this rough trial. Whatever it is, he got, he gave them hope. And this is what you understand. When Jesus gives you hope, he got the power to back it up. He got the power to back it up. When Je Listen, I imagine there were several people that heard the good news of Jesus Christ. They said, you know what? I've never heard somebody preach like this before. And not only that, they told others about it. How you know? Because a great multitude was following him when they came out of the city. And so when a great multitude followed him, somebody had to spread the good news. They didn't have Facebook and CNN and Fox News and so forth. They had to have somebody to share the good news. And so individuals shared the good news of Jesus Christ. And they shared it to the point that said, this Jesus got power. Yeah, I've heard the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees preach, but I ain't heard nobody like this before. And not only that, he can back up what he said. Because he was, he was healing blind eyes, the lame was walking, and sick folks were getting healed. You know that man got power. That man got some power. Demons were coming out of folks. The Bible doesn't say everything that went on in that city. But I imagine it, it got people's attention. And, and, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to give you this a sneak peek of what we're going to talk about in just a minute. It, was, it got so many people, it, it, they talked about it so much. That the man on the side that was begging, when he heard about Jesus, he knew him before he, he even saw him. Somebody must have told blind Bartimaeus about the power of Jesus. Listen, Bartimaeus, this man is healing folks in the city. Ooh -wee. I, I, I know you're blind, Bartimaeus, but if you get a, if you get a chance for him to, to minister to you, you ought to take advantage of it. Don't you let Jesus pass you by before you give opportunity. Let, let Jesus pray for you because I tell you, it'll change your life for the better. I know you've been blind for a long time, but if you hear about Jesus coming your way, whoo, don't you let him pass you by. Don't you let him pass you by. And, of course, he didn't. But let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. I'm sorry. Got a little sidetrack. Let's talk about Bartimaeus for a moment. We conclude from the text that blind Bartimaeus had a routine of begging because he sat by the road focused on begging. He sat. He occupied. He was in a fixed abode by on the roadside and he was begging. He was asking for help repeatedly. What I find interesting about that, he was blind but yet, he was not lame. He could have walked other places. But yet, he stood in this, or he was set in this particular spot. 
He's sitting in this particular spot. We'll be mindful of routines that may not consist of hearing and applying God's word. We've got to be mindful of our routines, our sequence of actions, something we regularly follow that may not consist of hearing and applying God's word. You can do certain things, but make sure you're in line with scripture. Make sure you're in line with scripture. As believers, we have to be careful not to be complacent. Complacent in our faith that we're not shifting into our better. We gotta be, can't be complacent. We can't be self-satisfied, unconcerned. You cannot be unconcerned to the point that if you don't hear the, listen, you ought to be to the point that if you don't hear the word of God on a day by day basis, if you don't talk to Jesus on a day by day basis, then something, it ought to bother you to miss your time with Jesus. It ought to bother you that when you miss time with Jesus, you ought to say, you know what? I ain't talked to Jesus all day long. Something's not, I knew something wasn't right in my life. I'm not, listen, let me say this to you. Things can be going well, but because you haven't talked to Jesus, you're like, whoo, something ain't right about this day. Listen, every, every I is dotted, every T is crossed, but I have not talked to Jesus. Something is wrong with this day. I got money in my pocket, but I ain't talked to Jesus yet. Something's wrong with that. I'm feeling good in my body, but I ain't said nothing to Jesus yet. Me and my family are getting along, but I have not talked to Jesus yet. You ought to, some, Something ought to be wrong with your life if you ain't talked to Jesus all day long. You, you, there's nothing you said to him, not even good morning, Jesus. I mean, simple. It ain't got to be real deep. Just say, good morning, Jesus. I'm so glad you woke me up to see another day. I'm glad that I got the right mind to talk to you. Yeah, I can tell my family good morning, but what if I, I never talked to Jesus and tell him good morning? What is it like if I don't tell Jesus good morning? What if I go on a job and I speak to 22 people on a job, but I ain't said nothing to him? I must be, I must have a mindset that I talk to Jesus I cannot be complacent in my walk with God and think that everything will be wonderful if I haven't spent any time with Jesus. Complacency will hinder our faith in Jesus. I trust. Complacency will cause you not to trust him, not to have confidence in him, not to have his assurance, belief, or conviction in Jesus. Now, let's go back to, uh, let's look at, uh, excuse me, Mark 10, 47 and 48. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. When they heard that he was, excuse me, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Interesting. He didn't hear, he hear nothing about Peter. He didn't hear nothing about John. He didn't hear nothing about Matthew, Luke, any of the other disciples. When he heard about Jesus, that's when he began to get loud. Because there's a difference between the disciples and Jesus. There's a difference between me and Jesus. People need to know about Jesus. Evidently, somebody had told this man, baby, when Jesus comes by, you need to make sure you get Jesus' attention. Listen, you listen, Peter, all right. He all right. I mean, you know, you know, Peter, he might have an attitude with you, but he all right. John, he a loving disciple. He all right. He, but he ain't Jesus, though. And the thing you need to understand, when he heard Jesus was in the house, he woo, Jesus going by the road right now. I can't see him, but I heard the chatter in the wind. I heard somebody say Jesus is nearby. I can't see him, but I know he is nearby. If he's nearby, I ain't going to let this opportunity pass me by. Because a lot of people let good opportunity pass them by because they're afraid to say something. They're afraid that somebody will tell them to be quiet. Oh, you don't need to do anything. Be quiet. Oh, this, this opportunity comes. You get, you listen, they want you to be on uh, a supervisor here or get this particular, particular position here. Be quiet. You don't need to say anything. Oh, but when Jesus gives you the opportunity and he speaks to you, you all take advantage of what Jesus is doing in your life. 
Now, blind Bartimaeus was a great example to us in Mark 10, 47 and 48, because he heard that Jesus was coming through. When I say he heard, he attended. So he, listen, he heard, a, let me say one thing I probably uh, have heard and I've read is that people who are blind, their sense of hearing is a little bit higher. They said other senses are higher. So I can imagine that blind Bartimaeus heard a lot of chatter around him. But this particular chatter made the difference in his life. It changed him for the better. And this is what you need to know. When you hear about Jesus, when you understand, when you comprehend the word that the revealed and the written word in your life, it can change you for the better. And as we hear and apply God's word, we must continue to change our thinking, our talking, and our actions to believe what God is saying. Ooh, isn't there nothing like a rainbow word that will come in your life that will change it for the better? Thank you, Father, for changing our life for the better. Bartimaeus was no longer focused on his current condition, but cried out, but cried out asking the Lord to have mercy on him. Have mercy on me. I, it's an interesting request. I, I thought about it from my standpoint. It's just me thinking. If I'd have been blind, Bartimaeus, I said, Jesus, I want to see. Not just necessarily have mercy on me. I want to make sure. Uh, you know, Bible say, make your request known to God. They say, you have not because you ask not. But evidently, Jesus understood his heart more than most of us probably would have. And, and let me say this to you. What, what was very clear about this, even the people around him did not understand what was going on in his life. You know, one thing, when I, when I looked at a text like this and I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about from Bartimaeus. And, you know, he talks about how he cried out. Nobody really knows your cry like God. Nobody knows your cry like God does. And let me say this to you. If you share tears or don't share tears, nobody knows your cry like God does. I mean, I can, you know, sometimes you, get, you first get your child or first when a mother first has a baby, they get to know the cry. What does that cry mean when a certain sound the child makes? And, but what happens is you learn what that child wants because they can't communicate it to you in a, they can't say, I'm hungry, I need to be changed, or things along that nature. But as you get to learn the cry of that child, you can, you'll say, oh, they're hungry. Oh, that child needs to be fed. Oh, they want somebody to pick them up. They don't want nothing. You ever seen a baby ain't really crying? <laughs> they, they want some attention. That's all they want. And you gotta, you gotta pick them up and they happen. You follow what I'm saying that? But you know, then you know a real crowd, they really, something wrong. Oh, you see some tears coming down. I see some children holler, ain't a single tear coming down their eye. You're like, oh, they don't, they, they don't want nothing. They want somebody to pick them up or some attention. Well, blind Bartimaeus cried out and Jesus understood his cry. But guess what? The people around him had no idea what was going on. Because they were saying things like, oh, you need to hush. You need to be quiet. Yeah, listen, you know, listen, I've I, I learned over the years that people do not understand your heart like God does. You can try to explain it to people. I don't, there are not enough words. You can listen, you get the best script writers in the world to try to explain your heart. There's no way in the world they can do it. No way in the world. Oh, but God knows. God knew his cry. That's like a father, ain't it? He knows his children's cry. Ooh he knows his children's cry. And I thank God that when blind Bartimaeus began to cry out, the father knew his cry. Listen, it was clear that nobody else did. The crowd was around him saying, be quiet. Father heard his cry. Oh, I can get, let, me, let me get out of that because I can stay there just for a moment. Bartimaeus was no longer focused on his current condition, but cried out, asked the Lord to have mercy on him. Help me, Lord. Assist me, Father. Have 
compassion on me. It's good not to let what we current what we see currently to dictate who will become, excuse me, who we will become because situations are temporary. They're temporary. Second Corinthians four and eighteen, let's go there. Next time the enemy brings problems in your life, I don't care how bad it is, you'll say, I'll say, this is temporary right here. This is temporary right here. Oh, I'm going through a, a trial and a half. I don't know how it's going to last, but this is temporary. Think about two years ago, and I don't want you to go back too far, but think about this. The worst problem you had two years ago, and now here you are today. It was temporary. Now, temporary might be two years, but it's temporary. <laughs> temporary might be six months, but it's temporary. You ever notice when you're challenging your body, it feels like time is on a, in the mud and not moving. You ever, uh, you ever had challenging your body and you took something, it did not work fast as you wanted it to? Because the time you swallow it, you wanted to feel the effect, didn't you? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I'm the only, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all just helped me then. I need Jesus. I want it to work. As soon as I put it in my mouth and the water hit it, I really want to start work then. As soon as it got down, and then I said, cool, it's gone. All right, it should be working right now. 30 seconds from now, I don't need to feel, I need to say this thing and be in full gear. <laughs> but it's, it takes what? Time. Sometimes you go through stuff, y'all. It's going to take time. I wish I could tell you that it's going to be forever. I mean, you know, that, that there's a certain time. Okay, y'all, on November the 15th, that's the last time you have to deal with trouble. But I didn't tell you what year did I. <laughs> Woo! Now y'all see that? It takes time. But know what it, whatever you're dealing with, it's only temporary. Second Corinthians 4 and 18 reads as follows. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Always remember what Jesus is eternal. He's eternal. He's eternal. Now, we know that this particular area, they were ministering the gospel. We see that. It's, to me, it's pretty evident. Even though it doesn't explicitly say it, it's, it's evident to me that he was preaching the gospel. Because remember, he came, they came into the city. It was 12 of them, or approximately 12. And then when they left, it, it was the 12 plus a great multitude. Somebody had been telling others about Jesus. See how imperative it is that we tell others about Jesus? And, and evidently, let me say this to you. They said it the right way. Because some people can witness about Jesus. They like it. They ain't even happy sharing the good news. They're not excited about sharing the good news. So who want to follow somebody ain't excited about what they sharing? Your witness. Well, listen, y'all come church with me. Because we have a good time in church. It's a man. I tell you what, man, the word be right at church. God be giving us a word week in and week out. It, the word be so good, it changed the way I think, the way I talk, and the way I act. They'll be and they look at you and say, "Cause you're living epistles, living read them in. You are different." Let me see if I if God can change you. He can. And I'm not the kind of person. I'm gonna tell folks quickly. Let me tell you something. God is a merciful God. If God can change me, he can change anybody. 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 Now, so Romans 10 and 17 teaches us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's go there real quick. Let me just read it to you. I don't want to get just saying off the top of my head. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing means comprehending instructions. 
It's important that when you hear, you comprehend the instructions. You comprehend the instructions. Not only that, it's the preaching of the gospel. But it has to be the gospel, gospel, good news of Jesus Christ. Now, as Jesus was preaching the gospel from city to city, blind Bartimaeus had heard enough about this message. He was willing to cry out, despite the many people around who warned him to be quiet. Cry means to plead. And I truly believe that what he heard, he believed. And I also believe, now, let me, let me I want to make too many assumptions, but I want you to understand this. I believe that Bart, blind Bartimaeus heard enough to know and to believe that Jesus had the power to heal him. I believe that. But he had to hear from somebody. I don't think that blind Bartimaeus heard it, excuse me, just sensed it. I don't think it was a sense thing. I think it, he heard it, he believed it, and it, uh, it worked for him, as we'll see here in, in a minute. But if he never would have heard it, I don't believe he, if, when Jesus went by, or he heard the name of Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, he would have just said, you know what? There's just another man going by. They're like Peter, John, uh, Mark, any other disciples, there's another man going by. But when he heard Jesus of Nazareth was coming by, that got his attention. There was something different about Jesus than all the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and all up the other uh, 12 disciples. There was something different about Jesus. I believe truly our testimony has to be that something's different about Jesus. Something has to be different about Jesus. He can't be like Buddha. He can't be like Muhammad or any other gods out there. There's something different that has to be about Jesus. One thing I know that's going to be different about Jesus. I can't show you where his grave was. I can't show you. He's not going to manifest himself normally in a natural body. But I can show you a changed life. Not a perfect life, but I can show you a life. See, one thing about it, they can't take away your testimony. They can't take away your testimony. Well, Pastor, uh, Pastor, I used to do this, that, and the other. Well, you may not have did this and that, but you might have did the other. And if God can deliver you from the other, he can deliver somebody else from the other. Now, y'all see what I'm saying here? That's not, I never did anything wrong. Well, I can't hang with you then. <laughs> I'm always amazed that people are, uh, when I do, when I witness or tell others about the goodness of Jesus, that some people have the idea that when you become saved, you don't do anything wrong again. No, it, it's despite that we do stuff wrong, that God still loves us. And he's still helping us. And he's still making things better for us. God is a merciful God. Now, he prayed the right prayer. I'm not going to lie to you. He prayed the right prayer. Ooh, he prayed the right prayer. Because mercy is a huge, small word, M-E-R-C-Y, five letters, but it is huge in dynamics. It is huge. Mercy is so powerful. When God has mercy on us, it changes us for the better. Mercy means this. I'm not getting everything that I deserve. Thank y'all. I heard about four amen right there. See, some of y'all thought about, oh, I ain't getting everything I deserve. I'm not getting everything I deserve. I'm not getting everything I deserve. I'm not, yes, I'm not getting everything I deserve. That's mercy. And when blind Bartimaeus asked Jesus to have mercy on him, you're not getting everything. I don't have, I'm not, listen, I don't, listen, yeah, I ain't did everything right. Because, see, I understand something. Blind people still sin. Thank y'all for the four way, man. <laughs> I mean, they're real. But he said, have mercy on me. I'm not getting everything I deserve. <laughs> Let me get out of that. So, I'm not, I'm a, he's crying out for mercy. Now, although blind Bartimaeus had lost his natural sight, he had faith to believe that God could restore him. I like this. Bartimaeus' actions got the attention of Jesus. Go back. I'm sorry. 
Mark 10, 49. We talked about how they warned him, be quiet. But he said, hey, son of, son of David, have mercy on me. But those verse 49. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then, then they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. Interesting. The same people that told him to be quiet are, are happy that he got called. We humans, y'all. We miss it. Can, can, can I be real right now? Humans around you are going to miss it sometimes. But thank God for the ones who repent and say, hey, I missed it. You were right. You see the text. These folks missed it. But at least they had enough in them to say, hey, we missed it. He won't shoot. He won't shoot. And see, I, I'd be skeptical of folks that always get it right. Or, or in their mind, they always get it right. I'm skeptical of these folks. But I'm always, I'm always for the folks that say, you know what? I missed it. Let me repent and let's get this thing right. Y'all follow me here? You see, as a pastor, I missed it more than one time. In 20 some years, I missed it. Woo! I can't even count. But this is, I got to be in this position. I got, always got to be able to repent and say, hey, I missed it. And let's get this thing right. So the men or people that told him, hey, be quiet. They repented. They got the thing right. They said, hey, he calling you. Because why? He had the attention of Jesus. He had the attention of Jesus. <clears throat> Will our actions get the attention of Jesus based on how we pursue him, just like we find in Hebrews 11 and 6? Will our actions get the attention of Jesus? Let's go to Hebrews 11 and 6 real quickly. This was our message from Sunday. Remember, faith to please God helps me to help you. Are we pleasing God? Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Will our actions get the attention of Jesus? Will our actions get the attention of Jesus? Based on how we pursue him, how we diligently seek him. Will they get the attention of Jesus? I've seen people get the uh, attention of individuals, businesses, companies, and so forth. But can you, will your actions get the attention of Jesus? In a good manner. Because you can get the attention in a negative manner. But can you get the attention of Jesus in a positive manner? Because anything I do, if, if Jesus is not pleased with it, what good is it? And knows what the scripture says. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So I must use faith to get Jesus' attention. Faith means I trust him. I have assurance. I have confidence. I, I, listen, I am doing what it takes to, to satisfy him. And when I satisfy him, the rest will take care of itself. Because you can get the attention. What was the profit of man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I must get the attention of Jesus. Listen, I love folks and I, I thank God for folks, but listen, I've seen what blind Bartimaeus did. I'm not trying to get your attention, Peter, John, Mark, the rest of the disciples. I'm trying to get his attention. And so when he got Jesus' attention, that's when the miracles started taking place. Yet you, you notice as soon as he got Jesus' attention, everything else came into place. Because when you get Jesus' attention, uh, Scripture says this, he'll make your enemies to be at peace with you. He'll make sure that folks understand, hey, he got my attention. He ain't trying to get your. You remember that time, um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this a little bit. Um, the woman was trying to get Jesus' attention and uh, the, the disciple said, she begging after us. Man, that woman was looking for, uh, she tried to get healed, trying to get her daughter healed. She went, 
I say she was stunning them. She was trying to use. <laughs> I try not to say that. I, I was truly not to say that. But it came out. Y'all know how I am. Pray, pray my strength. But anyway, it, she was. Uh, she was trying to get the attention of Jesus. So in turn, she can get a family member healed. So we want to make sure we get the attention of Jesus. Now, like just like in Sunday's message, faith to please God helps me to help you. Reminded us that Hebrews eleven six that our faith must please God. It also tells us that he rewards the diligent seekers, those who are eager, excited, persistent in seeking his word and his ways. He loves these individuals. Faith pleases God. I promise you, faith pleases God. You can give a lot of money, but not in faith. That don't please God. You can pray for an hour and a half and it still won't please God until you do it in faith. You can pray for two minutes and 45 seconds and please God as long as it's done in faith. I'm going to show you, you, we'll see here in a few minutes, the man didn't even ask Jesus to heal him. He said, have mercy on me. And guess what? He got healed. In fact, he got more than healed. <laughs> okay. And some of us can be praying and knocking the, like we're knocking the walls down. Don't never believe it. Listen, when people pray, understand, it goes from the heart. That's what Jesus listened to, as you can tell from this text right here. All right, now, let, let me get because I, I hear a lot of stuff in my head. I need to go on. If not, I, whew, good God, I'm out. Now, we see in the text that the blind Bartimaeus had thrown his garment aside. Now, that's interesting. Scholars believe that the garment represented what blind people had to wear when you were blind. So people would know you were blind. So notice he threw it aside. That brother had some faith, didn't he? He said, you know what? I'm finna be healed. I don't need this garment no more. <laughs> Good God. Boy, that's faith right there. And this is what you need to understand. Jesus saw him throwing that garment aside. When you really believe God, faith got a corresponding action. When you believe God, that God's going to make you a multi-billionaire, you'll start giving when you make $100 a week. When you believe that God's going to bring you out, you'll start praising God in the middle of your trial, your tribulation. You'll start speaking faith words like Daniel before he got into, excuse me, uh, like uh, the three Hebrew boys before they got into this, uh, to the den. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. He said, even if he don't deliver me, he deliver me, he's still able to do it. Hallelujah. You're going to speak some faith words out there. You're going to do something that's going to be corresponding action to your faith. Now, listen, not the, uh, not, good God, I hear you, Lord. Woo, shine that up, oh, see, God. Not because Jesus needed it, the people around him needed to see it. You know Jesus don't need your faith. He got plenty of it. He's off in the finisher of it. Why he needs some more? <laughs> Y'all follow me? But people around you need to see you throw your garment off. Look at that person with faith. Throwing the garment off. Sometimes the things that you do are not for you. They're for people around you. They're for people around you. Your family needs to see you operating in faith. Your family needs to see you uh, doing things by faith and not by sight. Sometimes they didn't see, you know, I'm going to keep on going to church. You don't feel like going. I'm going to keep on going anyway. And watch God do what he said he's going to do. Yo, let me tell you something. Many of you in this, in this sanctuary right now are living testimony. For, and people see you too. Don't let nobody trick you. People are watching you. People on your job watching you. And they know who are Christian and who not. It, it ain't going to take long to discern. It don't take no high level discernment to know who are Christian on your job after a few week, days. Give them about a week or two. After your newness walk, wear off. They start acting who they are around your, around your job. They start telling you stories you don't want to hear. Some of y'all ain't quite got that yet. You, don't keep, you must be new on the job yet. Because <laughs> you get on the job for about, when, they, when the new is well, they start telling you stories, what they did on the weekend, so forth and so on. I, I don't want to be hearing all that, but they'll tell you anyway. They be testifying to what they've done. Now I'm going to bring up what I've done this past weekend. Man, I was used to cuss every other word. And Jesus healed me. And I, I, they changed. I got changed. I got delivered from that cussing. 
You used to cuss? Yes. I ain't forgot words neither. When you use them, I know what they mean. Y'all got that, Dean. Mm-hmm. So we read on. Let's go a little further here. Jesus responded more attentively by saying, oh, excuse me, I'll skip something. He threw his garment aside. Jesus, the Lord, asked him, what do you want for me to do for you? Interesting. He knew the man was blind. But the man had to tell him what he wanted. You think Jesus didn't know that man was blind? You think Jesus did not know what that man wanted? We're talking about Jesus. I ain't talking about none of us in here. But sometimes, and I was thinking about this when I was reading this text, sometimes we got to know what we really want and verbalize it to God. Because sometimes people think they know what they want, but they they really don't know what they want. Because I've been, I've been guilty. I've asked God for stuff and I thought I wanted. And when I got it, I'm like, whoo, God, I'm so sorry. I don't really need this. <laughs> or you got something and you got it and you, it cost you more money than what you thought. And you're like, whoo, I'm going to agree with this thing right here. It was more trouble than what it worth, put it to you like that. Because, you know, sometimes God won't say, he'll tell you no, but he'll go into no long dissertation about you. It's no. He's going to tell you about one or two times. After that, he's going to leave it up to you. And let you find out on your own. That's what it is. Thank God for his mercy and his grace. Eh? He's asking what he wants. What desire, what his wish was, what he had in mind, what he's intended for. What do you desire from me? Barnabas asked for sight to recover his way of seeing. To recover his way of seeing. He asked for sight. He asked for sight. So Jesus answers and said to him, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabona, that I may receive my sight. You know what's interesting? They call him the blind man here. They were using the name and other examples before. He get ready to be he getting ready to leave that blind Bartimaeus tag. He fit me known as Bartimaeus. Taking the blind off, called him Bartimaeus. But sometimes, though, people will call you by your old name before you got restored. If you had an old nickname, they'll call you by that nickname if you ain't careful. Or like this, sometimes people know you by what you do more than they know you for who you are. Sometimes people know you by your actions more than they know you by the character of who you are. People know what they want to know about you. People know what they want to know about you. Now, let's go a little further. I want to show you a couple more things about this, a few more things about this and close it out. No longer blind Bartimaeus, but Bartimaeus. He received his reward in Mark 10 and 52. What do you say that? And immediately, then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith hath made you well. Your faith hath made you well. It states that immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus he followed him. He joined him. He, he was, went in the same way. But I want to show you a few more things about this text that I saw was interesting. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith have made you well. Did you ever see Jesus lay hands on him? I mean, y'all see it? I, I didn't see it. I, did, did, did Jesus go get the oil in the corner and grease the brother down? Anybody see that? I'm I'm just curious. I don't see everything. I don't. I promise you, I don't. But I didn't see him grease the oil. I don't see him. I didn't see Jesus look, have a long prayer meeting either. Father, in the name of Jesus, take care of the most. Nothing wrong with that. The Lord leads you to do it. But notice Jesus' response. Notice Jesus' response. And not only that, I want you to notice the, the word he uses here. Your faith has made you well. King James used the word whole. Well means, watch this, not only did he receive his healing, he also received deliverance. Remember how everybody saw him as blind Bartimaeus. 
Saw him begging. Saw him as helpless. He just got delivered from all of that. Ooh-wee. His whole future getting ready to be changed for the better. You know what he can do? He can go out and make his own living. He ain't got, listen, he can get a job if he wants to. He ain't got to get a job. He can open his own business up if he wants to. Woo-wee. He just got what? Delivered. You know what else um, well means? It also means that he got protection. Protection. He received protection. You know he got healed. Because not only did he get healed naturally, but he got healed spiritually. Because you need to understand something. You may not be able to see naturally, but you can still be saved and follow Jesus. You notice when he got healed naturally, he followed who? Jesus. And not only did he receive his protection, his healing, his deliverance, he also received prosperity. You know what prosperity means in this text? He got the ability to get more more in his life. He got, play this, he was put in a better position to get more. One of the uh, definitions of prosperity, you're in a better position to get more. So not only did he receive his healing, he received deliverance, he received protection, he received prosperity. So when he was made well, oh, he, and, and those, his response was, he received his sight and he followed Jesus on the road. Why? Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and what? The life. He's the way. And he said, he's going to follow this man because he got the way I need to go. And see, some people... I'm thinking about this now. This just me thinking, okay? The Bible is written. It doesn't tell you. Remember, the Bible says that if everything that Jesus done, there would not be enough. There's not enough to, to cover all the three and a half years. He did so many, so much stuff in three and a half years that there's you can't write it all in the book. One of the things I thought about was this. I don't believe blind Bartimaeus was the only one that got healed. But he was the only one that followed I believe Jesus is doing things for people all the time, but they, he, people don't follow him because he, after he does it. See, the Bible says this, it rains on the just as well as the what? God is always doing stuff for folks. That don't mean everybody follow him when he after you do it for them. Think about this. How many people do you think ate today? Beans! God fed every last, fed every last one of them. Think about this. God grows food every day. Has it processed in a grocery store or in a fast food restaurant or whatever the case may be. And yet, people don't tell him thank you. Some people are afraid they don't pray over their food. I don't trust nobody's food not to pray over. <laughs> I love every y'all. I love y'all. But if, if I cook for you, pray over it hard. You want to drop an oil, small in it too while you're in it. <laughs> so, but God does pe- but stuff for people all the time. I believe Bar- blind Bartimaeus was not the only one that got healed while Jesus was on the earth. But notice his example though. When he got healed, he followed Jesus. He followed, he, he joined him, he, was on, he went the same way to him. Now, I like this last definition. He was connected to it. See, we as church members need to be connected to Jesus. Church members connecting to the body of Christ. See, not only did he connect to Jesus, but he also connected to the disciples. He also just connected to the multitude that was following him. See, it wasn't just him going down the road. Remember, it it was a great multitude going down that road. It was Jesus the disciples, as well as the great multitude going down that same road, and now he was put in a position that he could follow the rest of them. He was connected. He wasn't connected before, but when he got well, he was able to connect. And so when people get well, when they come into the church, they need to be put in a position that can connect to others in the church. 
just like blind Bartimaeus was, we can bring others. Not only do we need to connect and be connected to Jesus, we need to bring others connect as well. Are y'all seeing the text? Now, I know you say, Pastor, where you get all this from? I tell you, I've been looking at this for a minute, y'all. <laughs> so I just can't put everything, I can't write everything down, y'all. I just have to kind of give it to you as the Lord leads. So I want you to understand this. This is more than just about blind Bartimaeus getting healed and showing us what to do after he gets healed. But it's used as our example so we can help others to get connected. When others get, they may not be, need to be healed uh, physically from blindness. But when they get delivered, when they get uh, delivered from whatever got them in the world, they need to be connected. Because notice, the, oh, gosh, thank you, Lord. I'm about, I really, I'm done, y'all. Probably went way over my time, but be patient. Just for a Give me a few moments. Notice, blind Bartimaeus was not left out there by himself. He was connected to other individuals who were going on the same path that he was on. So when people get healed, we get saved, because one of the definitions for well is saved, salvation. Uh, when people get saved, they need to be connected with other believers going in the same direction they're going. Are y'all seeing that? They don't need to be out there by themselves. Because one thing about Blah Bottom, he had to learn this way of salvation. And he had to be with other believers because he didn't get ready to go. He's going to leave the disciples down here to teach people like Blind Bartimaeus and others the way they need to go. But he left the gospel with us. And we need to be in the same position to teach others the same way. Hallelujah. See, we'll, all right, when we get distracted to the point that we cry to people, jobs, relationship, etc., uh, more than Jesus, Bartimaeus reminds us that we can, uh, that we can lose sight, but God can't restore insight. Did, did uh, did not Bartimaeus get restored? Did that brother not get restored? He went from being blind on the side begging to now he in a position that he is connected to the church. He is delivered. He is healed. He has protected. And now he, he is prosperity. He in a better position to prosper. That brother got restored, y'all. And not only would God do it for blind Bartimaeus, he would do it for you you and for you and for you and for me. Don't we love Jesus for doing that for us? I'm just going to quit. All right? Stand to I'm just going to quit. Just, hallelujah. Let's go quit. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.